Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. I'm a mom, physician assistant, writer, and life coach. Two years ago, I was feeling stuck, restless, overwhelmed, and I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea what that even meant. And the crazy part is my life had turned out pretty awesome, at least on paper, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong or why I felt out of alignment. A series of books and podcasts and conversations changed my life and revealed my next journey one step at a time. My purpose right now is to help you wake up to your soul's purpose by sharing conversations with amazing women who've walked in your shoes. Keep listening and the answers to your next step will come, I promise. We're all here for a reason, and I'll help you figure out what that is so you don't have to waste another minute sleepwalking through your life. I definitely don't have it all figured out, so I'll also share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Hello and happy Wednesday. Okay, so for those of you who get my newsletter, you know that this past weekend we went on a backpacking camping trip. So this was my first time doing this. Chase has done bike packing, which is where you ride a bike with all your camping stuff and you camp somewhere. He's also done backpacking um, and we've done car camping, but never have I carried all this stuff on my back, hiked out into the wilderness and slept there and, you know, did all the things. Um, So this was a new experience and Chase was really excited about it. I was so anxious because I've never done this before and it was definitely out of my comfort zone. So this is what today's um, podcast is about, is about the phases that you're going to go through on your journey and how some of them are going to terrify you. Some of them are going to make you really get out of your comfort zone but you can survive. I survived the wilderness. (laughs) You too can survive. All right. So I also wanted to tie this in. This, I hope y'all don't think this is sacrilegious, but um, I'm reading a a book in the mornings, like a devotional book, and it's talking about the Israelites um, leaving Egypt with Moses. So this is for those of you who grew up in church, you know what I'm talking about. Moses led the Israelites out of slavery, out of Egypt, and then they spent 40 years in the desert headed towards the promised land. And they encountered all kind of scary things in the desert. Um, But before they could even enter into the desert, they had to like muster the courage um, and go through trials to even start on the journey through the uh, wilderness. So not to suggest that our backpacking weekend was similar to the Israelites escaping slavery, but we are studying metaphors in life coaching and how a lot of times it's easier for clients to use a metaphor to describe what they're going through as opposed to just saying it outright. Um, like I had a lady yesterday I was talking to and she's telling me about how she woke up and realized she was like a passenger in the car of life. Like she was not driving. She was just a passenger and she didn't want to be in that position anymore. She wanted to be the driver. So that's just an example of how people use a metaphor to discuss uh, what's going on in their lives. So here we are. We're preparing to go on my first backpacking overnight trip. And not just one night, but we were getting ready to do two nights. And I should say, 
instead of we were preparing, I should say my husband Chase was preparing. I was kind of in denial that we were going to be living out in the wilderness for three days. I had stuff going on at work. I had um, I had to cover for somebody who had a sick kid. I had Ollie woke up throwing up um, one day last week, and I was trying to do podcast interviews and get groceries and schedule dental appointments to get a tooth pulled and for my daughter and all this stuff. I was not thinking about sleeping outside and what all that would entail. So about... Wednesday, I looked at the temperature and it was supposed to be highs in the 60s, lows in the 40s. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a piece of cake. This is going to be fun. Um, We'll get back to that later. So this is where I was in phase one. So this is maybe what stage you're in on your journey and you've kind of got your head down, you're going through the day, just getting through the day mode. You're not thinking about even being on a journey or what phase of life you're in in the grand scheme of things. You're probably not planning. You're just surviving the day. Um, if somebody asks you, like, what are you dreaming about? What are you? Um, what are your goals? What are your resolutions? You're like, bump that. I mean, I'm just trying to get through, you know, weaning my baby off my boob, or I'm just trying to get to the next paycheck. You're not really thinking about the future at this stage. Um, if we're talking about Moses and his peeps, like you'd be, you would be one of the slaves doing the brickwork. You're just hoping you don't get beaten. You're just making it through the day. You're not focused on what comes next because you're consumed with what is right here in front of you. Um, and I doubt you, if you were a slave back then, I doubt you saw your life as being like a journey. Um, you probably didn't even think your life had a purpose other than what you were doing at that moment, which was hauling brick, laying brick, or mixing mortar. Um, for those of you who are at jobs that you don't love, I mean, maybe you don't hate your job, but you're probably, if you're in this phase, you're not thinking about an exit strategy for whatever reason. I mean, maybe it's just because you just started at this job like a year ago, or maybe it's because you're paying for your kid's tuition or whatever. You're just moving robotically through your days. This was how I was for about, it felt like eight years while my kids were little. Just couldn't think about anything else. Um, So back to camping, zero preparation on my part, except I did, you know, grab some Cetaphil gentle skin wipes um, to use on my face. And thankfully I had a Moses, that was Chase. He um, made sure I had a sleeping bag for my birthday in December. He gave me a sleeping pad, which I was like, uh, thank you, I guess. Um, I was not grateful for it at the time, but this weekend I was very grateful for it. Um, and then we borrowed some stuff from one of his friends. We borrowed, um, you know, a pillow and a headlamp and some walking sticks. I already had a backpack and I had a brand new cute pair of hiking shoes, which I had only worn once to run errands to Target and TJ Maxx. And, you know, I was willing to go along on this adventure, but I wasn't convinced that it was all going to work out okay. So this is where phase two starts. So you, if you're at a job or whatever, you start thinking, well, maybe things could be different. 
and you kind of, you get these little seeds and they just start germinating like, mate, what if X, Y, or Z happened? What if this? What if that? You start dreaming just a little. So in this phase with me, I started imagining myself hiking. I, of course, I was imagining, you know, warm day. I'm wearing khaki shorts and my legs are toned from all that hiking that I've done. Maybe I have the poles in my hands and I'm wearing a bandana place just so. But I wasn't ready to actually do anything yet. I was just thinking maybe this would be fun. Maybe we'll bond. Um, if nothing else, maybe I'll get some good stories out of this. And we don't know what the Israelites were thinking back in the day, but I imagine some of them started questioning like what life would be like if they weren't slaves, um, what life would be like without the Pharaoh, what life would be like with freedom. I have clients who are in awful jobs or awful relationships, and they have probably been in that situation for quite a while, and they haven't questioned leaving. But then one day... They start imagining what if, and they get a glimpse, like a taste of how their lives might be different if they took a step in a new direction. And all my guests that I've interviewed, I ask them about that moment, like if they remember when they first started being dissatisfied with how their life was going or when they first started um, sort of forming a, an idea or a seed of what life could be like if they took a different step. So next comes the trials. So I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert who refers to the, uh, who refers to this as the trickster of the universe. In the hero's journey, the hero will face trials and tribulations. In Egypt, you may remember there were all these plagues and threats from Pharaoh. There were locusts. There were snakes. The water turned to blood. There was the People almost starved to death um, on our hiking journey, which, uh, again, I know it's not the same as the Israelites, but the weather forecast went from gorgeous to now it was going to be lows in the 20s at night and very windy and only highs in the 40s. Y'all, that is cold. It's not cold if you live out west because it's a dry cold, which feels completely different than being in a humid like 20s and windy. And then another trial, I mentioned that Ollie started throwing up. So we weren't sure like, when is this going to end and how contagious is it? Or is it going to run through our whole house? And then, you know, another, <laughs> this sounds ridiculous even talking about it. It's not a trial, but, you know, the softball opening day got rescheduled to Saturday. So we were going to have to miss that, which we did. Um, definitely not the same as locusts and snakes and drowning in the Red Sea. But these were little itty bitty baby trials. If you start daydreaming at this point in your life, like you're thinking, maybe I'll go back to school get ready because the trickster or the trials, you know, you're going to get hit with like a huge tax bill. Or um, my sister-in-law talks about when she quit her job years ago. Um, I think I think it was they got in a wreck or something. They had a huge expense they had to pay. Um, and then it was like three things, you know, their hot water heater broke or they needed a new roof. Like all these things started happening. Um, yeah, like maybe you're considering quitting your job and you're just at the point where you're thinking, I might just do it. And then all of a sudden, like your 
child needs braces or they need to transfer to an expensive school to get the tutoring they need. I see this over and over. So just get ready for it. It's like you start dreaming and the wind whooshes and it slams the door shut. But you got to open the door again and just keep trying. Um, this happened to me when when I cut back at my job. I remember we got a credit card bill and I should have known it because I'm the one putting stuff on the bill. But, it, you know, you forget what you charge if it's airline tickets or whatever. And I remember looking at this credit card bill and I was like, holy crap, like I can't quit my job. But this is the time you don't need to give up. You got to keep going. Oh, I wish I could just like look y'all in the eyes and grab you by the shoulders and give you a pep talk right now. But don't think about all the things that might go wrong. You've got to think about what if it does work out? Like how amazing would that be? You keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if you don't, y'all, you will die never knowing how it turned out. You're always going to wonder. I mean, chances are, even if it sucks, let's say that worst case, you quit your job and you start a new one. I mean, you could always quit that job and find another job, even if it's working at Target or cleaning houses. Um, Like, think about the slaves. Like, if they had hated being out in the wilderness, turned around, and they did, but what if they had turned around and, and came crawling back to Pharaoh? Do you think he would really say, like, no, I really can't use any extra slave labor right now? No. So just do it. Um I mean, if you don't, you are 100% guaranteed to stay in misery. Whereas if you leave, at least you have a fighting chance of finding something better. Do you know that even after Moses got the people to leave, so he gathered up, there's question about whether it's, you know, 40,000 or 2 million. I mean, it's a lot of people. But even after he got the Israelites to leave, he got Pharaoh to allow them to leave there were still thousands of Israelites who refused to go. They they would rather stay in slavery and stick with the known misery of being a slave than chance it. They didn't know what lay ahead of them. I mean, for this uh, camping situation, (laughs) I'd always wondered what it would be like to walk for hours and then settle on a patch of land, pop our tent, cook supper, and just sleep in a tent miles from anywhere. And if I had bailed before, like we got out of the van and I was like, oh my gosh, it's cold. Like I had on yoga pants and um, my little ankles were frozen the minute we got out of the van. And I didn't give up though, y'all. I kept going. So this third phase is where you are doing it. Like you are in the wilderness. You're in new uncharted territory. It's exciting, but it's also terrifying. And you will ask yourself over and over if you made a mistake. And you'll think about maybe I should go back. So this is where you're going to go through a huge growth spurt as a person. It's where you begin to change in ways you can't even imagine. It's where you learn to trust in God or the universe or whatever you call it. And you will see your life changing before your eyes. So I could feel myself transform from mom in the minivan as a passenger to a hiker 
the minute I pulled on my borrowed knit hat, I snapped that little chest strap, you know, across my chest and I had the hiking poles. And I mean, I was a hiker. This shift in mindset is key because you're going to need it to handle some of the problems that you'll encounter, like digging a cat hole to go to the bathroom in. I had to learn to filter water out of a stream. I had to learn to jump around in order to warm up enough to get in the sleeping bag. Because think about it, like if I were still a passenger in a minivan, am I really going to pull over when I have to go to the bathroom and go potty and dig a hole? No. The Israelites had to learn to become wanderers. They had to learn to rely on God for food and Moses for directions, and they relied on each other for company. So if you if you have taken a brave step towards a new journey, your old self is gone. Like you are a new person just by the fact that you have taken that step. And you're going to become a new version of you, and this new version of you is going to take different action than the old you. Okay, so the last phase is when you have arrived. You have found a new job. You started graduate school. You've adopted your baby. You've met and married the guy, whatever it is. You have taken the step and you are there. So this is this phase won't last forever. So just know that. This is a time, though, that you need to just be okay and look around and be grateful and be very present. Because pretty soon, you'll start feeling the urge to do something new and different. You'll feel a little pull. Um, For me, this was day two. Like the sun came out. It was still really cold, but the sun came out. The wind died down a little bit. Um, We had eaten oatmeal for breakfast. It took hours for my fingers to thaw out, but they did. And I felt like, yeah, I got this. And I also remember years ago when I left a toxic job and finally got situated in my new job, it felt like the calm after the storm. So I imagine the Israelites, like when they finally arrived in the promised land, they probably didn't even know what to do with all the, like they weren't hiking every day or walking every day. They probably built houses. Um, They probably started gardens and stuff. And we're going to go through these phases over and over in our lives, like there's not a timeline like each phase lasts three months or a year. Um, I can actually feel myself entering into phase one again. I don't forecast major changes, but I know I'm feeling some new urges. And this used to scare me. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? But now I sort of know to recognize these phases. And um, I just sort of fasten my seatbelt and hold on. No matter which phase you're in, though, it can be very scary and it can feel um, lonely and you can be just feel kind of lost. So if you're in one of these phases, which you all of you are at any given point, um, let me know if you want to meet up and talk in person if you're local or if you want to meet up on Zoom and kind of talk about how to not just survive the phase you're in, but to thrive and to be comforted knowing that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. If I can survive the Appalachian wilderness, then let me give you encouragement that you too can do whatever phase you're in. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. 
All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.